This is Anne Plant, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Last time in episode two, we had amazingly vivacious women, Amanda and Francesca, discussing their own tantric journey with me. How did you find it? What came up for you? No pun intended. Being serious now, I use the vivacious word deliberately. It's a made-up word that I'd love to get into the dictionaries. It means courage in pussy-owned bodies. We have lots of sayings about penis-owned bodies being brave. For instance, he has balls. That was very ballsy of him. This or that was done with balls. On the opposite spectrum of genitalized words, we have sayings such as, don't be a pussy, meaning someone being a coward or not that brave. How interesting. Because pussy, in fact, is extremely strong. She has such strong muscles that are both involuntary as well as voluntary. And also she has a strong spiritual power, which we can come back um, in the later episodes when we start covering sacred sexuality. And yeah, let's not forget all that baby bearing ability. That's why I'd love to support the word vulvacious becoming an everyday word for pussy on bodies being brave and courageous. But I do wonder, would you prefer to reclaim the word pussy herself being pussified? And for the record, it's not ideal to use gender-based words because they are exclusive, of course. And I'd love to start a wider conversation on this. And I invite you Uh, to bring up your ideas and uh, your words that you want to use. Okay, I do get nerdy about semantics. But as you can see, our societies have adopted a very unequal way of using words, and I'd love us to be better and more enlightened. And fun, of course. But yes, going back to Amanda and Francesca. What I did love about the way the episode two unraveled was that they both had a very different journey into tantric sex world. Amanda never having self-pleasured before her mid-thirties and thinking that tantric sex was only for couples and having this big bang experience that her body can give her so much pleasure. And Francisca, on the other hand, having been in polyamory setting and using tantric sex massage for years to heal her own trauma and finding her own voice and even a mission in life. So they both were using pleasure to heal themselves and reconnecting to their bodies and to the soul. And that's why I believe tantric sex is a great way for grounded and soulful people to bring back joy into their lives and fun as well. Tantra also helped them both to use their own voice with strong boundaries, but with love and compassion. They felt more empowered to be who they truly are, deep, deep down, her true essence, as Francesca called it. So yes, what is Tantra? (laughs) We discovered that it's not so easy to pin down after all. You know, it is an inner energy system. It's an inner technology in each and every physical body-mind. But what we did agree was that it is about connection, reconnection, connection to yourself and to your body and to another person. And it's also about presence, being fully in the moment here and now. But it's also power and empowerment and also about peace and love. 
I discussed this in the first episode more in detail if you want to go back and listen to my personal point of view. So this is quite a, quite a revolutionary idea, isn't it? Now, if you just think about it, using your own body to heal yourself, like both Amanda and Francesca have done, and also to attract and connect with other souls, um, you know, just like Amanda has, you know, by healing herself, working on herself first, she's now bringing more interesting and sexy and more conscious guys into her life and bringing so much joy and happiness into the world that feels aligned and somehow right to your essence, just like Francesca. So when did we lose this idea that sex and sexuality are somehow, you know, you know, it's it's become something that is bad and sinful, right? You know, something that we are ashamed and guilty. Um, so what what would the real thing be like? And I tell you my vision, because I have this idea that in a in a pleasure positive society, which most of us are not yet, <laughs> we have five stages of healthy sexuality. Please will you allow me to guide you through this journey? So the number one is innocence. As a little baby and a toddler, you play with your body very innocently. You might by accident find something that you touch feels really, really nice. We do know from science that fetuses can actually self-pleasure when they are still in uterus. So as a baby, you have this natural curiosity about your body just like there is a huge amount of curiosity about exploring the world. Everything goes into the mouth, right? So you are now in the next stage when you are three to ten year old and you are in the second stage of healthy sexuality called playfulness. You still have that in a sense, but you're also bringing in playfulness, dancing and jumping and being wonderfully silly, looking into your genitals in the mirror and marveling them. Aren't they beautiful? They're mine playing doctors and patients and examining each other's genitals like a medical medical doctor, for example. Show me yours and I'll show you mine. (laughs) And the adults turning their blind eye very compassionately, if not also with a little twinkle in their eye too. Later on, in teenage years, your playfulness and exploration continue. But now you are more consciously learning what truly feels pleasurable in your body and somebody else's body too. So much information and knowledge are gathered by just learning by doing. No awkwardness, just adventure, acceptance, diversity and individuality. No need for porn or stimulating examples, what others think it should be, but open-minded and adventurous play. And of course, this third stage is called pleasuring. Then your sexuality takes a more mature stance. Honoring is the fourth stage. You start realizing the power of sexual energy and how it can not only make you feel good and happy, but also confident in yourself. It opens your heart and there is so much love, so much love to receive and so much love to give. Your own body is capable of so much pleasure and it fills you with awe and pride You're honouring other person's pleasure and boundaries, as well as your own pleasure and boundaries. You learn to ask for consent, not only from another person, but your own penis and pussy as well. And yes, it's true, they have the mind of their own. The last fifth stage 
is when you start seeing the possibilities of altered states of consciousness and your sexuality becomes sacred. Your body is your temple and you're mindful who you allow in your temple. Through sexual energy, which is also your creative and spiritual energy, you start awakening. Your energy becomes one with the other person's energy. You can start creating and manifesting the life you want with your sacred sexuality as if by magic. And you can unite with the universe, cosmos, God or goddess, whatever you want to call the higher power, and you become one with everything. So that's my fantasy about the way the world and the healthy societies would approach sexual development. Giving space for that natural unraveling and leaving people in peace to explore their own pleasure. Pleasure, after all, is everyone's birthright. And I believe we need a new sexual revolution that sheds the old conditionings, heals sexual traumas, allows individual authentic expression, is inclusive and celebratory. For the tantric sex tip for this episode, I'd recommend you doing, uh, going through these five stages of healthy sexuality, innocence, playfulness, pleasuring, honoring, and sacredness. If you feel you have missed some of the stages in your own development, it will, <laughs> it will feel silly, I assure you. But welcome silliness, welcome play, and welcome exploration. Start exploring your own body and pleasure with innocence. Allow yourself to feel like that baby, then a toddler and the playful child, adventurous teenager that discovers different pathways to pleasure, the honoring adult that holds their own bodies and other bodies with reverence, consent and love, and then the sacred sexuality where sex becomes divine and your body is a temple. We can start creating better and healthier societies right now through our own bodies. You've been listening to me, Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others podcast. I invite you to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. The next two episodes are going to cover sexual arousal. There's more to turn on than you might think.